This is the Instant Speed Podcast, episode number 35. Our guest today will be Melody Weehee Pehana, aka Melody Likes. And as always, the Instant Speed Podcast is brought to you by FabDB.net, your premier source for building tools. Get those decks all sorted out, collection management, what do you got, what do you need, and obviously the simulator booster drafting, which is going to be very important with the upcoming Uprising premiere. So upgrade your account at fabdb.net. Do not miss out on all of the awesome features. Well, our guest today is Melody, like we mentioned, but before we get to Melody, we've got the facts. Well, the Uprising spoilers are basically Done. By the time that this video comes out, all the spoilers will have been released out into the wild, so you should know more or less what's coming down the pipe. Yes, uh, we are recording this on June 7th, so there's a few cards left. Here is our card at uh, Instant Speed and 983 Media. We got That's All You Got? That's a really great defense reaction, which a lot of people are already saying is a three of staple generic. So there's the card. That's what we got for you. And hey, Uprising World Premiere is occurring this coming weekend in Madrid, Sydney, and Vegas. So people are going to get their hands on these cards ahead of schedule before the major releases. So be wary of all uh, the fun stuff because I'm pretty sure there's going to be some cards that have yet to be revealed so you're going to see all the Twitter accounts aflutter with some cool stuff. I myself will be there in the Blitz event. I'm going to have a lot of fun. I've been practicing my ass off. But if you see me there, come say hello because I might have some swag for you, but I just like to meet people. But I do have a playmat to give away. Yes, the Celestial Cataclysm playmat. And we did this in the uh, in New Jersey for the Pro Tour. Basically, I left clues all over my Twitter account for one particular card that I had in mind. If you bring me a physical copy of that card that I'm thinking of, I will give you the playmat. If you're second, third, fourth, I might have some extra prizes for you, but the first person to track me down with the card that I'm thinking of, then you win the Celestial Cataclysm playmat. It's that simple, friends. So track me down in Vegas. Easy peasy. All right, commissions are still open, friends. I've done a few of these already. If you go check out the wonderful people, Hank and Amy, at uh, the Goblin Goblet uh, the Goblin Cup, I did a casting commission for them, and it was awesome. So if you want your match, your kitchen table match, maybe it's a ProQuest final that you recorded. If you want me to be casting that, reach out to me and we can discuss uh, because we're raising funds again for uh, Vegas trips and this and that, and uh, this is one fun way to do it. Finally, I do want to thank, as always, our wonderful Patreon members. If you want to be a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash instant speed pod as low as a dollar a month you can support the podcast but a big ups to our tier three patrons uh joshua l and static panic are our two newest tier three members so thank you for jumping on and supporting the show i'm going to be reaching out to you guys and sending you some cool stuff caleb michael h ryan k kirk b tom r alaric c roger and andy t Thank you immensely for supporting the podcast. It means the world to us. Thank you so much for keeping the lights on here. All right. Melody is our guest here on the Instant Speed Pod. So why don't we get to that right after this quick message from FabDB.net. We're just days away from the Uprising World premiere that's going down June 10th to 12th all across the world. Las Vegas, Madrid, Sydney, all the corners are covered, friends. So, hey, you're going to see some cool cards come out, and you're going to wonder... 
what are the best decks? Who is out there already crafting stuff? Maybe it's you. Maybe you need to go to fabdb.net, upgrade your account to premium so you can start jamming together some cards and making some cool new decks with that dragon flavor because Uprising is a fiery set and we got some draconic action going on. So head over to fabdb.net, get access to all the best deck building tools, simulate some booster drafts, get some collection management going on, upgrade your account at fabdb.net. The Instant Speed Podcast is happy to welcome a true ambassador of the game. She is one of the most prominent voices in the social scenes and the social sphere, spreading news and positivity all around the flesh and blood community. She has recently launched the Pitch Perfect podcast alongside Elaine Hammondtree. Welcome to ISP, Melody. Now, I, I want to give a shot at pronouncing your last name. So if you will allow me this That's space. Right. Really? Okay. Wei Peana. Is that close? No. That was close. Was it close? What is it? Wei Peana. Wei Peana. Perfect. Uh, you all know yes. her as Melody Likes, but welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. It's very early in the morning, so I'm going to have an early start to my work day. I'm really good. <laughs> well, that's a good start, I guess. Just, you know, the, the toughest part often is just, you know, it's not necessarily getting people on the show. It's actually coordinating when the best time is. Everyone's got lives. And the problem is, is that you're well into the future. It, it is June 8th for you. It is a nice fat Wednesday, I believe, for you. Is it not? It yeah. So it's... here I am in the past. Uh, but by the time everyone gets a hold of this, it'll be Thursday. So they're all way ahead of us already. But yeah, welcome. <laughs> so let's just start off the way that we do anytime a new guest is on here. I want to hear your origin story, mm -hmm. Melody. Basically, how did you get to where you are right now? You know, launching the Pitch Perfect podcast, having a very, you know, strong voice within the flesh and blood community. But where did that all begin for you? It was during lockdown that I had heard about Flesh and Blood, and it was our second lockdown in New Zealand, and I was uh, looking for something to do because obviously we, we weren't really working, and I came across uh, Flesh and Blood Unseals, which is run by Chris Sires, and I would stream his unboxings live. I'd put it on the TV. I'd sit my flatmates down. I'd make them watch it with me and get really excited, and I did a lot of that, and I was like, oh, you know, this is really cool, and I think he was unboxing monarch at the time or at least monarch was around and i fell in love with phantasmal footsteps beautiful card and i was like you know and because i did a little bit of research like i've not i collected cards as a child and a lot of cards actually and wasn't really into playing the game and so i thought okay i'll buy a box of monarch first lost a lot of money because it had just gone to the moon and on my second pack, I pulled Phantasmal Footsteps and I screamed the house down, lost my mind. I was like, that's it. That was the turning point for me. And I was really a collector. Like, I'm a bit of a gambler. So, you know, it's the thrill of the chase. So I'd buy boxes, cases, and I'm just trying to, you know, I didn't care for buying singles. I just wanted to pull the card myself. And... That's kind of where it started, and I played a little bit of Magic the Gathering um, during our first lockdown, kind of, say so I played it with a friend down the road, but I never, in real life, suck at Magic. <laughs> I can't build decks, and, you know, my friend would always waste me, and I liked the cards then, 
um, shiny. I like shiny things. So I like the foils, but I didn't really get into the game. So that's kind of how Flesh and Blood came around. And then I met some great people uh, who collect artist proofs because I, David Baden, he runs uh, Flesh and Blood Art House and we sort of connected and then we'd go in together and we'd buy artist proofs because I love the art. That's probably, that's what got me into Flesh and Blood was that phantasmal footsteps. It was the thrill of the chase with the gamble of getting a card but it was the art and so I started collecting artist proofs and I wasn't really interested in the game like I sort of dipped in and out of the community and I spent you know it was mainly on Facebook though Facebook is a very different community vibe compared to where you normally hang out flag, which is on Twitter, as most people probably know. And I can see there's converts as well. I can see we've got people coming in now that are like, wow, it's so different here compared to other spaces. Um, and then Iki, who I think some people may know, they're a, a prominent Ash player in New Zealand, uh, reached out and said, hey, you know, do you want to play? And I'm like, yes. And we never really got to connect. So it took I think almost six months, maybe. It was a long time. And finally got a game and I think it was about eight weeks ago. And, then, and that was it. And then you got it. And then you're hooked. Um, 110% hooked. 110% hooked. And, and it's, it's fascinating to me because everybody has that hook that really just reels them in. And for yourself, I mean, it comes down to it and you're like, okay, I like the shiny cards obviously everybody likes the cold foils and the rainbow foils and whatnot but ultimately the art on phantasmal footsteps and just you said like you know the the thrill of the chase and, and such everybody's got a hook sometimes it's the artwork sometimes it's just the rule set or they need a break but for you it was that one particular card but now you said you pulled it in your second was it your second ever pack of monarch yes. so of of flesh and blood of ever so like the one card that you had in your in your crosshairs is saying like this is the one i want is there not a little bit of i don't want to say disappointment obviously there's massive amounts of joy to be had when you pull not only a legendary but a card that you're hunting for and one that you really particularly enjoy but after that you, you know you got your box of monarch there's like another 34 packs in there like what happens then like are you still you know it kind of you know sucks the joy a little bit out of it when you know, it's like no. you, it's like buying a video game and beating the main boss on on the, on the second level after like fifteen minutes, and you're like, okay, well, uh, what else is there to do? Like, do we do it now? Like, because well, because I was so new, I had no idea. So I had I pulled this, you know, I pulled Phantasmal, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, and I put it aside, and then I opened everything, and I didn't know commons or rares just knew that I wanted that card and so I covered the entire dining room table with all the cards and I'm trying to figure out you know what's the good one what's not the good one oh I like that one so it was more what I liked right so you know I I could have been looking at I don't know a common and been like oh my god I love this card as opposed to this is worth $800 right um it, it didn't matter to me. I just wanted Phantasmal and anything else that was really cool. I was like, yes, this is really exciting. Does, does so, Do you still have that card? Like that particular specific Oh, Phantasm absolutely. 
it's got to be like everybody has their prized possessions and some people are like well this is the most rare or expensive card i own but other times it's merely just the um the sentimental value that's associated with it i have cards like that too and it's like they're worth like two dollars but i would never get rid of them because of what they mean in that regard right um yes so it's just it's funny to me because the way that you mention it is like you're sorting the cards based on the ones you like and there's no right or wrong reason like right or wrong method to do so I, i guess like if you're sorting them and you're like you're picking and choosing the ones you like by art and or or by you know what they do i mean those are perfectly fine ways to do it i suppose like if there's a wrong way to sort cards based on i mean taste i guess is not a good way (laughs) no yeah i wouldn't recommend that no definitely not but um like you mentioned just you know being from one particular sphere like um facebook and and having a presence there and then through facebook and and whatnot there's so many different social scenes as it were discord can be one reddit is another one everybody and you mentioned like there's these climates within each of them and and you've got i suppose you know you've dipped your toe in many aspects of uh of it you're you're kind of a true ambassador to the game and i think a lot of people can agree and you may not want to accept that title but the fact is is that a lot of people see what you have to say and your positivity in the way you push the game is is was this something that you actively looked to do to be a positive force within the community or was this just something that kind of fell into your lap based on your own enthusiasm and passion for the game that has blossomed into a lot of people you know gravitating towards uh what you have to say oh it definitely wasn't my intention at all um it's a little bit of a joke with a a little group of mine i talked about david and our artist proof crew I wanted to start a channel last year sometime and I never came around and I was like, you know, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. And they're like, oh, you're going to be famous one day, Melody. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just here to talk about flesh and blood. And it's what I do. And I don't know how else to explain it. Like I never dreamed that people would be that interested in what I have to say. Trust me, I, I have that same, you know, conundrum every day when I wake up. I'm like, I, people still, like, listen to me? Like, what are you thinking? You know, like, what's... I thought that it would just literally just be my parents and, like, the three people that uh, owe me favors. Exactly. So here I am, you know, X amount of followers here and there and whatnot. And, and I always preach that, you know, don't ever judge your worth or your value based on your clicks or your or your likes or your follows or this or that. that post. It's just, I mean, it's it's massively important because if that were the case, if everybody just um, evaluated their own self-worth based on how many people looked at their content, then it would be a terrible place because nobody would ever get off the floor because everybody's got to start somewhere. And and that's where we're getting at now. For you, Melody, and, and your partner in crime, uh, the pickle-wielding Elaine Hammontree. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's... Uh, dangerous with those damn things she's like the gherkin (laughs) avenger but uh the pitch perfect podcast give us a little bit of a a pitch about what the pitch perfect podcast is because a lot of people are clamoring to see what you've guys got coming out we've we've seen some of your or heard some of your twitter spaces and those are now becoming more popular but there was clearly uh, a passion for yourself to put something out there and start uh, a podcast Mm -hmm. but Explain to us when this idea popped into your mind or how it it came off the ground and what Pitch Perfect is. So it 
kind of for me personally i always wanted to to grow the female player base or just females in general general in the gaming space support them empower them um my dream was actually to start an lgs targeted woman um but now we're here and elaine and i talk about it we've actually already recorded our first episode and we talk about it a little bit how we cross paths but there was oh, there was a tweet somebody tweeted about i think it was woman in gaming and it was actually hayden dale who made a comment hayden dale from arsenal pass about wanting to know what elaine and i's experiences were as women in gaming and we're like oh okay this is this is pretty cool let's why don't we talk about that it sort of blossomed from there because then we both got together and we realised that we have, you know, our our thinking and our vision aligned with what we want to do with Pitch Perfect. And we're like, let's not just do an episode, let's create a whole channel. And she's like, yes. And we're like, okay, this is great. And it sort of blossomed from there. And what started as, you know, we're just going to create one episode um, is now grown into something gigantic. And, well, hopefully it will be um, with what we're doing. So the purpose of pitch perfect podcast is yes it's targeted towards women but we've got a balance in there is that it's for men as well to help educate them on how we feel as women um behaviors we'd like to see in gaming spaces because women come across a lot of uh i guess different experiences to what men are, men do because yeah. um but We've got three pillars. We want to um, inspire and empower women. Um, we want to support them. So we're also looking at different activities that or events that we can do in the community. So um, we're starting a Discord where women can jump in there, uh, can organise games, learn to plays. We're also looking at in real life stuff as well. So it's outreach i would really like to go out into the community local schools schools and do learn to plays when i actually know how to play flesh and blood properly and also uh woman only events and what i've started doing in new zealand is i've gone on a hunting spree flake and i've gone all over new zealand for, i've gone jumped on facebook and i'm like right tell me where your woman are that play flesh and blood and i'm going to chuck them in the chat and i put it i think there's about 20 of us in there bring everybody together so we can talk to each other you know in a space that women feel space safe sorry and that's the feedback that i've got as women like oh my god this is so exciting and you know, i feel so good in here and um you know, we can talk freely which i love and then from that create which is in the works uh a, a women's only event in New Zealand. So we want to cookie cut that, get the model, and go right. This is what worked in New Zealand. This what di this is what didn't. Let's do this in Canada. Let's do this in USA. Let's do this in Australia. Um, those are big dreams, just FYI. Sure. But that's part of what we want to do. And so also on the on the show, we want to bring on. I have panels so women can come on. They can just discuss their experiences. Can talk about it. Um, I guess 
want to change the thinking, right, right, around women in gaming spaces and the behaviours uh, around how women are treated because I, there was a conversation going on on Twitter last couple of days. Sometimes men, and I, and I don't like saying just men, but, you know, it's men have no idea that some of the things they say when are like, whoa, we don't need help, we're fine. It sometimes can be curiosity as opposed to, you know what, you're a woman and I think you suck. That makes sense. Um, so I guess it's there's a bit of collaboration that needs to go on in that space, in the educational space. Um, yeah, that was a very long... Well, there's a lot going on, and let's be real. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's an important uh, it's an important mission as well. And I liked how you said when you you went out there and just said, uh, uh, "Where are all your women for flesh and blood?" Like that's that sounds like a tagline from like Conan the Barbarian or something like that. <laughs> just like shows up in a new land. Show me all women for flesh and blood. Um, I mean, it's not a bad way to get people's attention. Uh, but like you mentioned, the mission is important and. Um, I mean, I have to ask because this is likely going to be, um, you know, a potential criticism or pushback from some of the community. Um, you know, you're mentioning having a, a woman's only, uh, tournament or woman's only, you know, discord or community and, and, or, or whatnot. But for instance, let's just boil it down to a women's only event for those who might say that that is an unfair approach that, um, it, you know, how would you respond to that? I'm not necessarily saying that's that's how I particularly feel, but there are some out there, and you mentioned you want to educate. That's part of it, right? And and mm. it, because it's a difficult thing out there, and I can't relate to it because I've never been in the position of a woman who's had to face these things. But I have a lot of friends who have. And on another podcast that I do, I had a, a similar panel a few months ago because we did receive a question once, which was, "Where are all the women in competitive card gaming?" So. I brought in a bunch. I brought in casters. I brought in pros. I've brought in tournament winners, et cetera. And I said, here, here are some of them. Let's let, like, let them speak. And what you're doing is you're taking, that is the, the, the basis of it. But there are always going to be people saying, well, how is, it, how is that equality if you're, if you're just making something just for women? So part of the educational process has to be explaining why this is necessary or why this is important. So there has been pushback already, um, and I, I think it's going to continue. I think what's really important is that we are a minority group and we very really have a voice because, and I don't want to say, it, well, it does, it gets drowned out amongst the masses. Um, we don't have... Um, well, we've got a platform, we've got social, but something that came up on, on Facebook is that the discussion that I've had is when it comes to men, men walk into any LGS that they like, they can play any game that they like, and they fit in. The woman we you know, obviously there's a difference in sexes and and how we feel about these things. There aren't a lot of us, so when we go into an LGS, we are a the minority. There's probably no other woman in that LGS. We are maybe not so confident, um, and 
there's also a safety aspect for a lot of women as well. And I've had, I've spoken to so many women that have tried to go into LGSs, not just in our game and other games where they feel that they've, well, not feel they've been objectified or they've felt uncomfortable in those spaces. And if we can't provide a space or have those conversations to educate others around, you know, how do we deal with women, then women just aren't going to go to LGSs. You know what I mean? If they are having these feelings, if they, and if they, you know, if they can't have a safe space to talk about it amongst each other and then, you know, us, for example, bring it up on a platform, you know, this is what we're experiencing, you know, here's some ways around that to, to educate the community, then women just gonna, aren't going to come out to play. And you've got the likes of Elaine and myself, for example, we're very different personalities, like, don't care like I'm going to call out that behavior on the spot I will keep going back because I'm passionate um, and I want to drive change but then there are other women who are not like me at all and who have an experience like that or who might not even want to go back and I've spoken to somebody um, in flesh and blood who has felt like that and didn't want to go back because it was all men and they were like you know if we're really out of place and it's like okay well how can we make it and feel inclusive so you know, that's that's a very long explanation but things aren't going to change and we have to um start here you're you're explaining a lot of the fact that you know there's a there's an inherent problem that i hear echoed from a lot of my you know my female friends and such who are all card players i I used to go every Saturday with uh, one of my closest friends, um, Ailey's B. She's a, um, a MTG caster. Uh, she was, a, she still is a streamer, big time card player. We used to go every Saturday to go draft Magic, and it, you know, before she was much more well known. When she was just getting into it, there was always like it was myself, her husband, and my and me. We used to all go, and we used to all draft and have a good time, and it was like one of my favorite things. But there was always when it would be the three of us together discussing things or talking polls, and I, I would notice that not just her, but any other you know woman that was there who was playing would often not get the same uh, attention or respect or the proper amount of of you know that that was just easily bestowed upon any of the guys that were there that we knew what we were doing that we were all good players. Whereas for them, it was just a matter of, you know, for my female friends that were playing, and this is true for a lot of other card games that I've witnessed, where it's like, okay, let me hold your hand through this. Let me see what you did. Like, it was almost like a gimme. Like, you you square off against a woman and you feel like it's an easy win. And these are all stigmas that need to get just eviscerated and, and, and squashed. Precisely. <laughs> So your answer there, and again, and I can imagine, and like you mentioned, that you're getting pushback already, and that's not going to cease. But uh, to that, I say, screw those people. Like, who cares? Like, the, the, there's always a mad, like, I find that there's always an issue for people who have had accessibility and had the benefit of the doubt for so long that the second that they're not, they're not the focal point or they're not, they, they don't get the free pass, that there's going to be an issue. And... To them, I say, well, like, I mean, I don't have to say anything. It's not for me to say anything. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, this, uh, look, I show up as I'm in my 30s. I've got thick glasses and I'm a white dude. Like, people think, people <laughs> believe, people thought I came out of the womb with a black lotus in my hand. Like, that's kind of, like, I fit the bill. 
So whenever I sit down, people are like, "Oh man, he's he's got a he's he's got a job, and he knows how to play magic." Like this guy's unstoppable, you know. Plus, uh-huh. I have these thick ass glasses. People are like, and he's got he's like channeling the power of the nerd god. Like, let's be real. So it's easy for me to just walk in and, like you mentioned, feel accepted. But I feel like you know, like you have clearly outlined, this is an issue that needs addressing. And the way that you're doing this is by, you know, creating your podcast, creating the network, and supporting and empowering. Those pillars that you mentioned are so clutch. Um, have you had trouble getting things started? And we can talk about, you know, the technical aspect of merely just getting the odds and ends done to actually record a podcast because it's not always straightforward. Um, there's a lot of growing pains in that, but also just to have the grassroots sort of element of having, you know, a, a, a women's group or a women's, um, you know, be it community or whatnot's focused on that was it difficult to to get those seeds planted and and eventually kind of start growing them trials and tribulations uh having absolutely no idea what we were doing <laughs> that's pretty good you see for a pod, for a podcast well for a podcaster that's definitely acceptable for like a surgeon or a pilot like those are things i would probably not want to hear yeah the you know yeah. like the the anesthesia mask goes on your face and then the last thing you hear before you go out is the, the doctor saying, all right, I have no freaking idea what the hell's going on. And then you just black it. Can't have that. Same thing with the pilot. You don't want the pilot to go on the PA and say, is anyone here a pilot? <laughs> like, you don't want to hear that. You do not want to hear that. Uh, um, yeah. So I think from a, a technical sort of standpoint, it was, it's been, it's been a long journey. Flake. we've had, we've spoken to you. Thank you very much. Um, asking sort of tips and tricks and what not to do with creating our channel which i think we've done really well in um we've also reached out to as from go again gaming who you've had on your show he is a legend very helpful i need to he's awesome i do i need to spend like a solid 20 seconds of as time because i listen if there's anything that we do in this podcast it's it's really promote awesome community people and and crap all over tan and grace those are the two those are the two pillars of this podcast um but as is somebody whom um from the get-go when i was just fledgling and getting you know my feet wet and flesh and blood was always immensely uh always down to collaborate always down to converse about the game and really support one another and somebody whom i'm so happy is seeing the success it is because he truly is just a great dude on a short list of people that i would love to just spend a night wandering a city and, and going into random pubs with as to me is yes. on a very short list of people so um i love you buddy so if he's listening which probably isn't but i love him very much so there we'll just throw that out there so he's been huge he's been a huge help he's actually helping us with the editing as well for our first um episode i think in terms of uh, we both have high hopes like in terms of reach um the audience so far we've had huge support um huge support on twitter real life i've had um people go james are you starting yes apparently james has approached elaine at um 
Pro Tour and he knew exactly what we were up to. So we're on the radar, which is good from a, you know, if LSS, James White, Flesh and Blood um, are supporting us, then that says a lot. So, you know, it's a conversation that I'd actually like to have with them about some other stuff that we'd like to do. But I think, you know, in terms of trials and tribulations, it's easy things to to get past. Um, I think moving forward, it is, you know, and we've talked about as the time zones. Oh, and trying to make sure that we can get together on a certain day at a certain time. And, you know, we, we both lead busy lives. And I think she's going to Vegas this weekend. You guys will see each other there. Um, oh, joy. <laughs> yes. Some gherkins together. Pickles. No, God, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, well, not I'm not jam. a pickle person. I'm absolutely not a pickle person. That's all for that's those are all for her. I, in fact, I um I ate my like I don't want to say cheat meal, but I ate my unhealthy meal of the week. I I ordered like a burger, fries, and stuff like that, and I forgot to mention no pickles. And I yoinked those bad boys right out of there. And if I could, if I had the arm strength to throw every pickle I see in directly into the <laughs> sun, I would. Um, but that's an Elaine thing. Just fun to talk about it because is. Elaine is your you're essentially your co-captain on this uh on this flight so talk, talk to us a little bit about how you got connected with elaine um you know and and why you know you you felt like that is the ideal partner to kind of move forward with this pitch perfect mission uh, no i was a fangirl of elaine's i had heard about her through the grapevine on twitter the twitter grapevine this uh woman somewhere in america was like kicking ass in flesh and blood and winning events and i'm like who is she i need to find out who this person is and so i'm looking everywhere and i'm like because just don't hear about it now we're seeing a lot more of it but you know back a couple of months ago like i wasn't hearing any woman winning anything and i pretty much stalked her and she up a post we talk about it in our in our um first episode but she put up a post about her folders how she's an artist she's a brilliant artist and she painted her folders and was kind of like oh my god hi elaine hi <laughs> melody i'm a fan girl you're amazing and i think i even said something like you're my spirit animal because she is she's a brilliant player and she's a great human being and that's kind of where our connection started was basically me stalking her and fangirling her and it went and it grew from there and now you've got a, a show together and such elaine mm -hmm. i met elaine in the hotel lobby of the harmony suites in new jersey right outside the venue for pro tour um because uh tannin um she plays at tannin's like lgs and they're all friends so tannin's like oh come meet my lgs people so i went and uh i sat next to Elaine while some games were going on and then people were like, oh, hey, they're just, you know, shooting the breeze with me and whatnot. And Elaine was talking and then we got on all kinds of random tangents and I was like, okay, this is the person I'm going to be teasing for this evening. I have located <laughs> the person. Like, she... I've got my target. Oh, the second that she mentioned pickles, it was like, if you're ever playing an RPG and you see that per like that NPC with like the the glowing like exclamation point over their head because they they've got a quest for you, that's kind of how she illuminated to me. I was like, you got a quest for me, and the quest is to tease you about pickles forever and always. <laughs> so I posted up real hard right next to her on a chair and just 
let her have it. And she was she would not relent. She's like, hell yeah. She's like, I just show up to a game, bust out my Ziploc of pickles, just, you know, full grip, just, you know, and crunch and play and pitch and crunch and play. Like, it was, yeah. Um, so that's that's a thing. And I look, I am in awe of Elaine and her cosplaying and, and just her abilities in general. And mm-hmm. I practiced blitz with her for this upcoming Vegas trip. She's an, uh, a, a, she is a great wingman to have on, on that, that mission. She's good people. Cool. So speaking of the weekend where Elaine will be, it'll be the Uprising World premiere in Sydney, in Madrid, and where I will be, which is Las Vegas. So uprising spoilers. Let's talk a little, you know, real quick here again. So right now in uh, in North America, it is June 7th. In New Zealand, it is June 8th. So if um based on what we've seen up to now, impressions, give us a little bit about your reaction. I got to drop my card today, which was great. Uh talk uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, your favorite cards you've seen and your overall impression of uprising. My favorite cards are the dragons. Oh my god. Mirag I think it's called Miragi. Miragi or Miragai was teased last night on Flesh and Blood. This is purely for me, is for the art, this particular card. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh I have. I have it indeed. Is incredible. And I immediately went straight to the artist and I'm like, I need this artist proof. <laughs> Please make sure that you put one aside for me. And he's like, oh, yes, yes, Melody. Um, me, the dragons, 110%. I am so playing Dromai, without a doubt. I, I'm going to spin out dragons left, right, and center. Um, so I'm, so that's the way you're going, right? You're going to be all draconic the whole way through because yeah. I kind of wanted to know what hero you were leaning towards. I mean, Icelander's not new, but she's new in this regard is that there'll be an adult version of her so have you settled on a particular hero of the new bunch that you want to try i want to try two i want to try um Jeremiah and icelander i've never played wizard and wizard is an arch nemesis in the game like playing kano i could i'm just constantly dying so i need to understand how to play a wizard i know it's slightly di- she's slightly different to kano but i think that'll be a great learning for me on how to counter um but also she's got some cool cards off the top of my head i don't know the names but i know she can freeze um equipment and she's just going to be like pure throwing out frostbites and i'm so here for it I hate getting frostbite, so I'm gonna love giving them out. It's it's funny that way. Like every player who hates a particular, you know, oppressive deck style will be the first to enjoy it when it's when they're at the helm, right? So uh, yeah. it's okay. Hey, l- look, wizard has a high skill cap. It's a it's a it's a very complex hero to master. I've had enough. I've I've called enough Kano matches. I've played enough Kano matches. I've never touched the hero, but and I've had enough conversations with dm armada about wizard that i feel like it is it is on my radar in order to pick up and and eventually master but i only recently picked up chain like i missed the whole chain you know um uh, the whole the whole chain launch because or the the, the chain train i didn't want to say it i was chain looking for it just nah. <laughs> that chain yeah that that chain that train has left the station for me i only recently started learning it partially because there's like a stubborn bone in my body that's like 
if everyone's playing it, don't do it, be different. But, you know, now, now I'm like, God damn, like I missed, I real missed, I missed out on a hell of a hero to play in CC. It's almost living legend, isn't it? Well, I got one more sort of, I got one more go with it, right? Before we can figure that out. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But, um, any, any final thoughts about Uprising things that you're still waiting to see or, or hoping will be announced in the, in the next, uh, little, little while? I think it's safe to say there's not going to be a fourth hero. I know there was a lot of speculation about that. Well, maybe there is still, but I don't think there is going to be another hero. Um, no, I'm just take every day as it comes. I like it. And yeah, I mean, that's not a bad approach. Just sit back, enjoy, right? Sometimes it's just about eating the popcorn and watching the explosions. Well, there's plenty of explosions. It's been yeah. awesome. I say this because I recently just saw the new Top Gun movie, so... Oh, oh, was it any good? Oh I'm my not a god! Tom Cruise fan. Oh, look, I can't stand him. Okay, I, I, I am, I am in such this torn mode right now because I am well aware and well versed and well read about just how awful of a human being Tom Cruise is, um, IRL, <laughs> and I cannot come to terms with the fact that every freaking movie that he puts out is usually hot fire and really amazing. Yes. Between the Mission Impossible movies, between like Edge of Tomorrow, between Top Gun, like the guy Tropic just puts Thunder. out, oh, Tropic Thunder, Tropic. he played Les Grossman, like, I can't come to terms with the fact that my potentially one of my favorite movie stars is a complete POS in in real life, and I cannot, I cannot reconcile that that friction between the two, so in my mind, I honestly just believe that he is robotic. Uh, he is a, a he is a marionette that um that once the movies are done, he just goes into a box or goes back into cryostasis and stops hurting the world. But the movie was exquisite. Um, it is what a, a theater movie needs to be, which is it's a little campy, it's a little predictable, but the payoffs from even though you know what's coming. The payoffs are so satisfying. The action is incredible. The tension that the movie creates is ex- like just over the top. The, the the casting for it was really good. It was it was a movie that I went to go see in theaters, and I'm like, if I saw this in my living room, I would probably have wished I saw it in theaters. So it's oh, so that good. Okay, well, and I'm usually a tough critic of things. For the most part, like I'm never one to say like, "Hey, don't see this because it sucks." I'm like, "Go figure it out yourself." Here's my opinion. Yeah. But as somebody who just adores, um, I love planes. Uh, I love, you know, my favorite aspect of Star Wars are like the dogfights and the starfighters and the ship battles and stuff like that. That always like the whole naval strategic element to it. And this was like, just watching this all happen. I'm like, oh, oh, so good, so damn good. Anyway, maybe I'll go and see it then because I've been putting it off because I'm like, oh, Tom Cruise. Oh. Yeah, no, um, just pretend that he doesn't exist. This is just for you, okay. Melody. Okay. okay. Uh, his you. name is Bom Trues. That's his name. Bom Trues. <laughs> Bom Trues. What's or, name is it? Okay, cool. Com Com Trues. Maybe Com Trues is better. Either way. Trues, yeah. Call him John Trues. John Trues uh, is actually in there. He's just Trues. Yeah, he's Main a cloned actor. version of him, minus all the Scientology nonsense. But all right. Okay. Melody, we got another segment around the corner called Go Again. Will you stick around for Go Again? 
Sure. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Reluctant sure. sure. All right. Sure. We'll be right back with Go Again right after this uh, little ad by BCW Supplies. The Instant Speed Podcast is so wonderfully supported by BCW Supplies. I have all my cards in BCW sleeves and then nestled in wonderful deck boxes. This is what I travel with. This is what I keep close by. They're some of the best products I've ever used for card stuff. But it's not just cards. BCW Supplies, you can protect your coin collection, your record collection, comic books. Everything you need is there. Check out bcwsupplies.com. Use the code ISP10 to get 10% off all of your orders. Support the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Go to bcwsupplies.com, code ISP10. BCW Supplies, protect store display. All right, it is time to go wide on Melody as, well, we got a series of go again questions for her. These are rapid fire. Are you ready to go again? All right, another, another reluctant yes. Well, too bad. Uh, <laughs> we're firing they it up. They coming. Oh, they coming. Yes, commence primary ignition and uh, set your course for Alderaan. Here we go. Melody, question number one. What is your hidden talent? I knew this was coming. Oh, it's every okay. episode. Every episode. My hidden talent is I'm good at karaoke. That's not bad. That's a good one to have. I mean, that can, you, you bust that out at the pub. You bust that out in your car at a red light. Screw it. Just someone, you know, you're, you pull up to somebody, their, their music's super loud. You roll down the window and you start singing along and just see how fast singing they along. peel yes. off at the, blue, at the green light. Yeah. Um, next question from Mink Local Goblin at Goblin Boone on Twitter asks, uh, how does she maintain her boundless hype, optimism, and friendly personality? Now, this could just be an answer of, well, in my spare time, I tear rabbits in half uh, to get rid of all oh the evil energy. <laughs> but, I mean, you feel, feel free to answer the way that you want to answer. No, I don't do that. Uh, I don't know. It's just me. Uh, I don't know. That's not a very good answer. That's an answer. It's genuine. Well, if it's, yeah, genuine, it's genuine, then it's a good answer. Those are the answers we want. I, I just get excited. I get I'm asked every now and really then. They're easily. like, "They're like, why are you so nice?" I said, "Well, why, why, why is it so hard to believe that?" You know, like people who I've never met will then you know say like, "Yo, he's so nice." Or if I meet somebody and I'll interact with them, and somebody who I'm with already, they're like, "Why are you so nice to everybody?" I'm like, "Because people deserve to be nice." Too. like what have yeah, they done absolutely. to not deserve your best right so uh sometimes that's just the way it is and if you if people can't comprehend that people are just inherently sometimes you know friendly and that's the way they are. yeah yes so that, that's my answer that's a good answer all right this one i don't understand uh it's from andrea biaggi aka capolo asking <laughs> richie mccaw or dan carter now i have no idea what the hell this is so you'll have to it's talking about rugby Okay, so it's a rug no, right. these are rugby, rugby. players, yes. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. one's a ex music well was Dan a captain? Oh he's gonna he's gonna kill me for this. Um Who is the the captain, the guy you're talking about? <laughs> oh I don't know the I don't think Richie McCaw or Dan Carter listen to the podcast. But if you do Richie McCaw yeah, no, I'm gonna say Oh, it's tough. Dan Carter. Because of his hair, right? I have no idea. I literally have no he's idea. A, he's a <laughs> They're both brilliant players, but I'm going to say Dan Carter, which is probably a bit controversial because everybody loves Richie McCall. But there you go, Andrea. Yeah, trust me. As a as a McCaw head, um, 
you know, I, I kind of, I don't know. I can't say Dan Carter. I know nothing about these players. I'm sorry. <laughs> trying to follow along here. Uh, all right. So this ad, this might have been answered previously, but uh, Jacob, aka at Sloth FAB, asks, "What's your favorite card art?" And now, is it safe to say that it's still Phantasmal Footsteps, or is something else taking that crown? I have have three. I'm going to say all three. It's Phantasmal, it's Shock Charmers, and Swarming Gloomvale. Swarming Gloomvale is really cool, but I have to echo that there is no nicer card art than Shock Charmers. And I believe when I bought my Shock Charmers, I, I don't, like, to me, I don't care if the card is written on, torn in half, or whatever. As long as it's legal, I just want the cheapest version of it so I can just play it. But Shock Charmers was one of those cards where I sprung for the cold foil because of how pretty it was. It's a beautiful card. And, and there's a playmat. I want the playmat, but it was only exclusive, I think, to one of the events. The playmat's incredible. It's a nice one as well. I would, I would love to have that one. Uh, yeah, those are great. Great answers. Uh, Para9, a.k.a. Delio Para, uh, who's got a podcast of his own. Great person. Yeah. Asking what region... Is the best dressed? How about the most stylish hero? So, uh, when he says, so does he mean in Wraith or does he mean in real life? You can give both. Let's the give both. Part Cover of our it. bases here, uh, Melody. Why not? Well, I've I can't really speak to other countries' dress sense that I've seen. I've only seen like uh, it's not Canada. <laughs> we're uh, we're more. Uh, we're more function over form. We're more comfort over glamour. That's that's the Canadian way. In New Zealand style, te- I'm certainly an exception to that. I'm in about seven different colors today, but um, tends to be a lot of gray and black, which I don't like. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Probably Japan. That's a good one. I like that answer. How about the most stylish mm-hmm. hero? I mean, the easy oh, answer yeah. seems to be Taylor because she makes her own clothes, right? But does let's be real like bravo star of the show showing up chest bust just chest bumping (laughs) whole nine years oh my god it looks like he's like literally uh, he's doing a chippendales audition like he's ready to go like he just wants to show up and just be like what's up icelander i love what icelander's wearing and you know elaine's done a fantastic job of cosplaying that so that would be my pick that's a good pick uh this one from michael schroeder uh, at m underscore shredda says if you ran a team what would your uniform be what kind of team well i mean let's say you Fish had a well let, let's all right let's say it this way because um the okay. the uprising world premiere blitz callings that are going on are going to be team blitz oh, meaning that there's going to be three players so the my, myself and my team i'm teamed up with uh eric longquist aka doa doa and I'm also paired up, or paired up with, I'm teamed up with uh, Rick from BCW. So our first gimmick was we wanted to show up and just be, you know, silly and not try hard it. So we were going to go as the three ninja heroes, which were Benji, uh, Ira, and Katsu. And we were all going to dress up as the three ninjas from the 90s movies. Uh, you know, Tum Tum, Colt, and whatever. These are these are cult classic movies that were terrible. They're basically like Karate Kid if there were three Karate Kids and the Karate Kids, I've never heard of it. It's they're terrible movies, but they're they were fun when you're like in in elementary school or whatever. Like when you're 
under 10 years old, they're like, they're the best movies ever because it's got kung fu, it's got silly jokes. But we wanted to do that. We wanted to dress up as the three ninjas. That was our gimmick. We're going to have the, the uniforms and whatever. A lot of teams have their kind of their team uniforms. Another <laughs> awesome one, Team Kayfabe uh, is a great one because they're wrestling themed. And their gear, they have like away jerseys, home jerseys, t-shirts, hats. They are amazing. So what is your team sort of color scheme or gimmick? Like, hit us with it. If it was going to be my team, it'd be blinged out. There'd be sequins and there'd be a lot of colors. So it'd have to be pretty out there. I was actually going to wear my, I've got three sequin jackets and I couldn't find the one. I've got one that's the same color as Muragi, like that, that beautiful chromatic. Mm-hmm. I would, my team would be blinged up to the eyeballs. I love it. Um, I would sign me up for that one. Oh my God. I would show up You're in a on. Oh, I would sign up, show up in a leotard with like single ladies blasting on a boombox, like a hundred percent, dude. It's a team blitz. There's three people. Uh, that's one for all. That go look at the single ladies dance. Every time we win, I would fucking, I would in a heartbeat just bust out that bad boy. Put a ring on this biatch. Is what I would say. Do a dance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, um, I'm here for that. True story. True story. There is a video that exists. Oh. Um, ages ago. Um, when I was bartending, I went to like this bartending like retreat party thing uh, in at like some ski lodge, and uh, every I was representing like my my bar, and there was myself and two other people, and we had to do they had a lip sync contest. So I said, "We're not just gonna lip sync, you doofuses. We're gonna do the whole, we're gonna go the whole nine yards." Do you, like, and I was like, "Are you committed?" And they said, "Yes." I said, "All right." meet me at the bar at 8 a.m. tomorrow. And they're like, are you serious? I'm like, if you're committed, then show up. If you're not, then I'll do it myself. So they showed up to their credit. And on all the bar TVs, I put on the single ladies music video on loop. And we learned the entire choreography in like in multiple over the course of like two mornings. So the bar opens at like 11 for like lunch and stuff. So from 8 to 11 for two consecutive days, we did it. And then we got leotards the whole we did like the whole thing <laughs> and we we went to the we went to the lip sync contests you win well here's the deal the rules stated that you were not allowed props you were not allowed to have any props so the three of us went up there with our with our costumes on and did the whole dance and lip synced the whole thing and we lost to a team that brought on all kinds of props and like and like what? fake guitars and thought bubbles and all kinds of toys and stuff and made a big production out of it. And I didn't make a stink of it, but I feel like I was absolutely robbed. But that video exists on my computer. Somebody recorded the entire single ladies thing with me and two buddies in leotards doing it. This will be released perhaps in the future. I don't know. If there's a big enough call. You've talked about it. You've got to release it. You cannot. I don't know. You're going to get so many people asking for it now. I guess. I don't know what the criteria would be to release this monstrosity upon the world, but uh, it exists somewhere out there in the ether and on my hard drive. So (laughs) it's in there somewhere. Uh, Anyways. So got to commit. I'm in. If that's the case, sequence. Uh, 100%. Sign me up. All right, this one's controversial to all hell. Do you like pickles? Yes. You're gross. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, pickles not, are fine. I'm not, I'm not in a lane. I'm not going to take a little baggie to like, 
Amory and like break out pickles, but pickles yum. No, she's gonna be there being like, uh, anyone got an eight ball of dill? Anyone? Anyone? Like just <laughs> disgusting. I love her to death, but my god. Oh, anyway. Uh all right. Good question. Now final question. <laughs> Elaine uh has the pickle thing going. Um I'm trying to figure out you know, like I was thinking about like pickle related music. I don't think it exists for her. So for yourself, your walkout music, what would be Melody's walkout music? You know, like who run the world girls. It's not a bad one that. And you know what? Beyonce again, not, not to say anything, but I was Beyonce in that lip sync contest. So I got all the respect. Run the Beyonce thing. That'd be good. That would be definitely be good. I'm all for that. You know, so that, that's not bad. So run the world, girls, Beyonce. That's that's not bad. That that one's going to be blasting. The pyro's going to be going. Melody shows up and uh, her manager is going to be Elaine. Little baggie of <laughs> baggie of little gherkins. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Give somebody a cucumber. Says give that time. That'll be a pickle one day. Yeah. <laughs> Patience is a virtue. All right. Melody, thank you so much for doing the show. It was a genuine pleasure to have you here. Your enthusiasm and your impact on this community is felt far and wide. But if anybody wants more Melody Likes, where can we get more of your wonderful content? I hang out on Twitter, and my handle on there isn't Melody Likes. It's NZ Fashion from a previous life. That's N for New Zealand, Z for Zebra Fashion. And I also have a YouTube channel that I kind of upload stuff onto that is Melody Likes. And then our new channel with, or my new channel with Elaine, that is Pitch Perfect Pod on YouTube. Pitch Perfect Pickle Podcast. <laughs> so many peas. Close. Well, well, thank- yeah, alliteration. Thank you so much for doing the show. You are, you are a sheer joy, Melody. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, friends. Yeah, thank you all for listening, and especially thank you to the Patreon members. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so. Go to uh, patreon.com slash instantspeedpod. We don't hide any content behind paywalls, but we got three tiers if you want to support, get some cool swag, get some extra perks, and hey, join our Discord. Uh, The Instant Speed Network Discord is also out there. Friends, don't forget, you're not losing if you're learning, so keep playing the game. You might win. We'll see you next week on Instant Speed.